Welcome to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I'm your host, Ren Robbins, and I'm excited that you're here. This is the place where you will feel encouraged as I share with you my friends' God stories. Whether you are on your commute to work, folding the laundry, or taking me along with you on your walk, I pray that you will feel seen by God and be spurred on to honor Him with the gifts and talents that He has given you. Let's jump in. Well, welcome back to the Friends of a Feather podcast. I am so excited for you to hear again from my friend, Bailey Hurley. Bailey, welcome. Thank you. I just, I'm honored that I could be like, I guess twice. Yes. I love Bailey and everything that she stands for and that she does. And she has the best reels and she has the best content on Instagram. She is so encouraging and all about friendship. And so I really appreciate that about you. Oh my gosh. That's actually so kind because anyone out there listening, like reels, it is embarrassing and hard work. Like I, it is a struggle. So I'll accept your compliment about the reels. Okay. So Bailey is a writer. She is a mom of three. We were just talking. She's a wife and she lives in Colorado. Are you still in the Denver area? Yes. Okay. And we were just talking a minute ago that the last time Bailey came on the show to talk about creative ways we can love on our friends, it was episode 69. She was pregnant. She had Hunter and she was pregnant with Liv and Henry was not even a gleam in her eye. A lot has changed. A lot has changed. So I'm so excited. Tell us what has changed for you in the last, what, two years? Yeah. Wow. That is (laughs) a big question. I mean, you're right. Our family has adjusted a lot, which then if we're kind of talking about friendship, last time I was on the show, my husband and I, like we have a shared love for people. I mean, that's, I think one of the greatest ways that we feel like we're living at our calling, which I guess we all can, but I think for us, it really is having people in our home. Um, our home is a gift to be shared and we were leading a small group and that like consumes a lot of our time and our thought and our schedule. And so we did, we had live and we were still leading this small group and we just retired. Now it's like a year, like last spring. So let's say like spring, 2021, we retired after five years and we were about to welcome Henry, but wow, that, so that like, is a big shift for us. That's a huge change. And we like had a wonderful banquet ceremony and we did awards and we kind of had a time of like everyone being able to share like what that community meant to them in that season. It was so beautiful. Um, but I feel like now Tim and I are coaches, we coach small group leaders and that has been really sweet, but it's kind of like shifted our family dynamic. Like what does community look like for us? And then also as a mom of three, like it's kind of shifting things again. And I'm like, what does friendship look like right now? It's winter in Colorado. So I will say winter, meaning like people are just kind of inside more. So we're not like walking around the neighborhood and you're like, oh, they're out on their front porch. Let's stop and chat. Right. And then you're right on top of that with, um, with the coronavirus, I do feel like it's in, we're in a weird transition right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and family. Yeah. I um, mean, we try to set up play dates and the amount of times that it's like, ah, oh, well, they have a runny nose. Let's cancel. Or, Oh, we did get sick. Let's cancel. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in that time for my work life, um, I had signed a contract with NAF press to write my very first book. 
And now it is coming out in a few months. It's called Together is a Beautiful Place, Finding, Keeping, and Loving Our Friends. And it really walks women through like just the origin of friendship, not the history, but the origin for you. Like, you know, how do you define friendship? What does that look like for you? How can you discern who to pursue and not to pursue as a busy, you know, as a busy woman? And then it also talks about for those who maybe you're in friendship and it's going well, like, how do I further that along? And then for those of you who are like, I'm hurting um, and like friendship has been really hard. uh, There's a little bit of that too, of, okay, how can we move forward in healthy ways? Um, Like resolving friendship conflict or friendship hurt. So it really, the book kind of like runs a gamut of all the things that could hold you back from I think I can, I'd say pursuing your people, you know, whether it's, well, it's too hard to find friends or I don't have time or I've been hurt or whatever it could be. Mm-hmm. And saying, you know what, together is like God's vision for his people. And he will gather his people even in the end days, like together. And so how can we live that out here on earth? Like, how can we mm-hmm. be that vision of togetherness right now? Um, and realizing that even though it's hard and ugly and can be painful, I'm saying all the bad things like friendship is awesome, but (laughs) it can be those other things too. Mm -hmm. And that it's worth the effort and the healing and the time and the cost Mm. to be in friendship with people. Mm. And I love so many things of what you just said, but especially just your passion, hearing your passion of really helping women, coming alongside women and helping us navigate those friendships. And we talked about how, you know, friendship a couple of years ago, when I had you on last, we were talking about dip parties and having, you know, different kinds of dips and different things that we can uh, uh, eat and have people together in our home. And then the pandemic stopped, started. And then it was like, ah, everything stopped. So mm-hmm. tell me, how do we navigate friendship in a post pandemic world? Friendship amidst pandemic, amid pandemic, amidst pandemic, um, I think really showed us one. I think we kind of took for granted our friends. Like back in the early days, we were thinking, wow, okay, we need people. I did not realize how much that affects my mental health, my Mm -hmm. spiritual health, my emotional health. So I think there's a value being replaced on friendship. And I think we can see that in the articles I read in magazines or popular newspapers, even to the books that I think are slowly coming out is that, hey, friendships are valuable and clearly we need each other. Um, But now here we are still navigating it. And I don't know if it's gotten any easier I think, oh, what I was going to say is I think that before I kind of approach friendship as an expert and now I'm approaching it as like, I'm learning as I go along. So I feel like tips I can share, you know, these are things that are not, I'm just like, Hey, we are, I just want the listener to know, like, we are all figuring it out. So it is okay. Like, I'm also trying to understand what this looks like, but of course the word grace, like, I think there were times when I kind of nitpicked or had a critical spirit of other people's opinions of how we would spend time together. And now I'm like, I just got to let it go. We like got uh, caught up with friends yesterday and they just had a baby and they were like, I was like, Hey, can I come bring dinner? I'll leave my kids at home. Like, can I come see the baby? And they're like, we don't feel comfortable with that. But later, and I said, okay, I understand. But later they texted and they said, well, we do miss you. So can we come to your back porch again? It's winter in January in Colorado. 
So I was like, yes, we're going to do it. And so we did like everyone made it work and that's what they felt comfortable with. Would we have maybe said, come on in, like, it's fine. It's fine. So I think it's all just saying, you know what? I'm just truly, it's like, I'm going to do whatever you're comfortable with and it'll be okay. Because again, I go back to it's worth being together to let the little things go. Um, but then also really maximized those social apps. Like, I feel like before we're all like, don't do screen time. Screen time is evil. Like being together in person is better. And it is, but if you can't, if someone is like, ah, I think I'm sick. I have to cancel this like girls night or going out to dinner. Just say, you know what? Ah, I get it. I'm so sorry. Would you still, we already set the time apart. Would you still like want to do a FaceTime for 30 minutes? Like, let's just catch up. And like, we can drink our LaCroix from home and (laughs) cheers across the phone. And so I'm like, just continue to like, we're using Marco Polo these days. We're, you know, sending voice messages. We're intentional about having those FaceTime calls. Um, It's interesting that the University of Texas did a study in 2020 on the effects of phone calls and friendship and your personal like health. And they saw that if you had three to four, like 10 minute, that's it, 10 minutes, people, 10 minute phone call with someone every week, your percentage of loneliness decreased by 20%, which is like a big enough percentage Mm -hmm. and a small enough investment that it's like, why are we not calling people for a few minutes a day? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's my other big thing that I feel like I've had to relearn because we're afraid of phone calls. And I think it's because we're thinking, if I call a friend, we're going to have to talk for 45 minutes. Like I do not have time for that. And I think I've really embraced the idea of like calling and just saying, Hey, like, what are you doing today? How is it? Oh, okay. Like I'm Hunter's coming to the car from car line. Like I'll talk to you soon. Bye. And allow And truly my mood. I do feel happier. And I do feel like a boost of energy having connected with someone outside my home. Um, so those are kind of like my tips, like, okay, really engage with your technology as much as you might hate it, make those phone calls. And then with the in-person stuff, just like, I'm like, we've had at this point, we have to let the little stuff go. Yeah. Those are great. They're great tips. And I like how you said that you just invest a little bit of time for a huge amount of benefit. I mean, to me, it was like, get the most bang for your buck, you know, invest those few minutes to have that friendship. And I agree. Every time I talk with somebody, literally talk with them, my mood lightens for sure. And I love how you talked also about grace of just being whatever, being flexible, being gracious to what someone else is comfortable with and then making it work. And I, I think that is, that's incredible advice. And I think we need to all take that to heart for sure. Again, I wish I could point to a specific scripture and one's not coming to mind right now, but I'm just like, man, to really like walk with the spirit and love people. It's like, you know, lay down your, just like whatever it is your hangup is to like serve the other person and you meet them where they are instead of finding more ways to be like divisive instead, like seek unity in, in those decisions when again, family and or friend, like it is, it's still hard and tricky and there's lots of attitudes and opinions. And I'm just like, Hey, what can you do though, to pursue the unity between you in this situation, even as small as like, I want to catch up and get coffee. And they're just like, well, I'm not sure I'm feel comfortable right now going into a coffee shop Then just being like, okay, no problem. Like let's take it out for a walk or let's sit outside or let's I don't know, meet in the garage, like instead on the opposite sides. Like I just, there's so many more creative ways that we can love people than Mm -hmm. like, I think where we've been. 
Yeah. Well, and I'm thinking of the Bible verse, look out not only for the interest, uh, don't look out for your own interest, but look out for the interests of others. And that's true because like, if they're not comfortable with that, I mean, I, there were many, we, we had, um, Pyro's pizza and we, they had, they were pretty much the only, I guess, small restaurant, fast foodie, but not fast foodie restaurant that had a patio. And so I, that was the, that was the quarantine play, not quarantine, but you know, during the pandemic, as I went with friends one-on-one, um, I know three friends and a couple of them, we did it over and over on the patio. And it was, it was, you know, what I was comfortable with and they were too. And it was, it was great. Like, I will always look at that Pyro's pizza in that sweet way, you know? So I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bailey. So there's something that I did not know about you when we talked last time. Yes, we've talked on Instagram and, you know, that kind of thing, but in person talking over Zoom, I did not know that you come to faith in Christ at eighth grade and it was because of a close friendship. Tell me about that. Oh, wow. I have never been asked this question in this situation. And I love that you asked it because, wow, um, I... It was attending, I was in school, obviously it was middle school and we had also joined a church. So I wasn't like missing out on Sunday school, but as many of you may know, like it was in one ear out the other. I did not care at all about being there, about the content shared, the relationships. Like I just, yeah, had no love. Mm. (laughs) Um, and I had even been asked to like go on retreats and I went and I remember hating them. Mm. Um, and so it just developed through a friendship of a gal who was at my school and then also attended the same church that we just started becoming best buds Mm. and we were inseparable and her, you know, started doing sleepovers all the above. And so when it came time for summertime, And she's like, I'm going on the summer retreat. And I'm like, well, I'm coming too. like, let's do this. And that is where I had decided to follow Jesus. And it's interesting because there's definitely some people where it's like um, a moment in time and they're like, I believed. And I think for me, it was a really slow progression through this friendship where she invited me to join the like seventh grade Bible study. And I went again, the spirit obviously was working because I don't know why I was so willing to continue to try. Mm -hmm. I think it was the influence of a friend. Like it was, you know, you're like willing to say, I like you enough that, yeah, like I'll do whatever you're doing or I'll do whatever you've invited me to. And so it was kind of this slow progression of like learning how to read my Bible for the first time and learning how to pray and hearing people pray out loud in a small group and trying it myself. And Um, This woman is still one of my closest friends. I would say she truly is a sister. We ended up pretty much being inseparable, like throughout that time. Um, And it's really fun. I just did some marketing videos for the book and she was in, in the videos and she also just, she just had her third kid last week. She lives in back in Wichita where we grew up. Um, But man, there's nothing stronger of a foundation than Jesus, but especially because we kind of walked through the growth of our faith together. Um, even though now we don't see each other as often, like she is such a priority for me. Mm. Um, so man, like I just, I love it so much and I love her. And I know this sounds so silly, but we have kids now and I get so scared about their friends, right? Mm. I get so scared what kind of friends they're going to make, who they're going to find. 
and a part of me is like, I just got to let it go because who knows what the Lord is going to do because her parents could have thought that I was like a bad influence or a heathen, or she shouldn't be spending so much time with her. And it's truly because of her influence in my life that, um, I would point to knowing who Jesus is. Wow. That's incredible. And I love how God used that moment and that friendship in your life. And then now you're speaking and you're writing books on friendship. Like that is so cool. I love how God works. And you mentioned something about how we're fearful for our kids and and the friends of our kids. And boy, I resonate with that. And I pray and I, I ask the Lord, you know, to, to send friends to him or to guard him against friends that are not good for him and that he would not be a follower but a leader and, you know, all the things that we pray for our kids, what do we do? (laughs) You know, I mean, and that's the thing about friendship is that, you know, I think we model that friendship for them and model it for our, the friends that we have, and then pray that for our kids. Would you say that? Oh, absolutely. It's all, it's a hundred percent about modeling it to your kids so they can understand. And again, we're not perfect, but they can understand what it looks like. Like, how does mom do friendship? Well, wow. She really makes time for them. Or, you know, they have open door policy. I kind of like that people are always welcome into the family and things like that. But then it's also how you are a friend to them. Um, you know, how are you treating them? How are you talking to them? How do you listen? Um, and then even just like, how do you have fun together? How do you apologize? How are you, you know, I think including them in your life too. Um, and so all those things will help give them the skills to be a good friend and make good friends. Yeah. And those are life skills. I mean, I'm like, yeah, that those are skills that they need just to have a, a good job, <laughs> you know, after college, yes. hopefully, you know, or what if yes. they choose that, but, um, okay. So tell us how, we can be intentional, but how we can really thrive with our friendships. And you might have covered a little bit of this in your book. So um, tell us the book name and then a little bit um, of, of how we can use the book in our life to know how to thrive with our friendships. Mm, okay. That's really good. So again, it's called together is a beautiful place and to thrive in our friendships. I think the book there's, it's interesting now, like with like stepping away from the book and then kind of coming back to it is you could pull out like 10 different themes and they would all apply. And I think it's just going to be whatever speaks to you in the moment, but the book isn't about specifically expectations and friendship, but I think that for friendships to thrive, there is a thread of kind of realigning your expectations because I think that can really come for you, um, in a lot of ways. And one of the unmet expectations, I think that we totally ignore is communication styles. If you expect friends to communicate with you the exact same way at the exact same speed with the exact same consistency, that's wonderful. (laughs) But you already know there's going to be tension. Someone doesn't text back as often as you do. Someone doesn't send snail mail when you send snail mail for birthdays. Someone um, is just going to do things different. And it could be the opposite. Maybe you're like, man, this girl wants to call me like every day. And I don't like that. You know, there's, I think when it comes to communication styles and friendship, you have to talk about it more than just assume that, they know how you communicate and how you like to communicate. 
And I do get that a lot. I think when it comes to like coaching and things like that, like the friendship coaching with women, a lot of it does come to down to man, like she just is asking so much of me and I don't want to give it. Um, and so different capacities for how you are going to be able to communicate with other people, it'll fluctuate in different seasons. So I say find a happy medium. Um, this is just like one example, I think of a misaligned expectation for friendships, um, but find a happy medium. And I always say, don't talk around it. Just talk about it because again, you're going to talk to your husband about it. You're going to talk to your mom about it. You're going to talk to your other girlfriends about it. And then when it gets back to me and I'm like, here's my advice, everything you've just said to everybody else, just like take it to your friend and you guys talk about it. Um, because then I think so many things get clarified you leave assumptions at the door and I think you're going to find the actual clarity you're, you're looking for. And it's, it seems so simple, but it is hard. It's hard to do when you're like, well, just brush it under the rug. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. But it really is about talking about it and communicating that communicating mm-hmm. between each other. I think that's so smart because we're all different. God made us different, but he also made us where we are to communicate. We are communal people. We, we, he wants us to communicate. So I, I like that. That's great. That's a great way. Okay. So who is this book for? Oh, um, <laughs> this book is for the new girl, someone who has just rolled up into town, you know, is in a new workspace, has started a new college. Um, and you're just like, I have no idea what to do next. And you're looking for friends or how do you even understand what kind of friend you want to be or who, who you'd like to add to your social circle? Like this book is for you. And this book is also for the girl who is like crushing it at friendship. Like you are thriving. You feel content and like just overflowing with really great social time, but maybe you're burnt out. Maybe you're feeling like some of my friends don't reciprocate the same way that I'm giving. Um, like this book is for you too. I think to be recharged, refreshed and re motivated by what scripture says friendship can look like for you. Even when, yeah, you're feeling a little tired. And then I think this book is also for that girl who is like hurting, like there's some serious, like bad, toxic friendship stuff out there and you're needing to heal. You're needing kind of that like wise big sister voice to come in and say, take your time. It's okay. You're not alone. You're not the only one who experiences these things and that those past mistakes don't mark the future friendships you're going to have. Um, and so really bringing that to Jesus and allowing his truth to fill you back up so you can get back out there. So it's for, for those women too. So I feel like there is kind of these subsets of starting, starting new, continuing and like picking yourself back up. That's great. I didn't really think about the hard friendships or the friendships that go by the wayside or the toxic friendships that are, you know, going to happen and what to do about that. So I'm so excited. I can't wait till it comes out in April. So uh, this is going to air next week. So how can we get a hold of this book early? (laughs) How can we order it? Okay. Wait, there's a few things. If you're listening and you are an avid reader, you can join the launch team. Oh, 
I just want to demystify like what a launch team is, especially for those of you who are like, what in the world is that? (laughs) Um, a launch team is kind of saying like, I'm going to be your support person, Bailey. Like I want to, you get early access to the book and then you get included into this really fun community where you're going to have a lot of one-on-one access with me as well as a lot of fun giveaways. So that's kind of what the launch team looks like. You do not need to be an influencer. You do not need to be a celebrity. Like you don't, (laughs) you just need to like love people Mm. and be a reader. That's it. Okay. Um, Okay. That's good. That's one thing is, um, is you could join the launch team and then you could for real get the book early. Okay. And then also, yeah, you can pre-order it anywhere, Target, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, um, and it'll just come to your door. But I do have to say something, um, Ren, you're hearing it here first because I was going to okay. make an announcement tomorrow. But due to supply chain issues, yeah. my book got pushed back five weeks. They just <gasps> they don't have it. Oh, no. So, it was, I found out last week. And again, I was super bummed and really yeah. mellow, yeah. which is actually the opposite of what I normally am. That's how I knew I was sad because uh-huh. I just couldn't shake it off. I was like, it's yeah. going to be fine. Like it's yeah. still coming. Yeah. Um, so it was April 5th. Now it's May 17th. Okay. And so I'm like, it's not the end of the world, but man, I just like, couldn't even come to my work. I was like, I'm just kind of disappointed. Oh, we, were, yeah. we were ready to go. Me and the team were like, we're ready. Yeah. But you know what? I'm like, it's okay. It's totally okay. But yes. Mm-hmm. So May 17th okay. you have a book appear on your doorstep if you pre-order. Um, so I okay. say go shopping wherever you love to shop for your yeah. book. Yeah. Okay. So tell us how we get on the launch team. I will definitely put oh, that yes. in the show notes, but tell us okay. how we can do that. Okay. So you can go to baileytherley.com and there is like a page on my website now. It says like book you Perfect. click on book and on there would be the application link. Um, and that's just for us to be able to grab your information. Sure. Don't worry again. You're not applying. Yeah. 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 Anything intense, but we're just <laughs> trying to get your contact information. Yeah. Um, I believe that the launch team application opens March 1st. So, okay. okay. Yeah. Wonderful. <gasps> that's exciting. That's, that's going to be here before you know it. It really is. It is. It is. I'm like letting go. I'm already like, I'm living in the May 17th. I had a sweet friend tell tell me last week at small group. She was like, you know, they say, you know, like April showers bring May flowers and your book is so flowery. She's like, it's just like April showers bring May books. And I was like, I'm going to use that. (laughs) I love that. You should. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. Can't wait. Okay. I'll put all that in the show notes, but baileytherley.com. This has been such a pleasure. Okay really quick because I always ask, what are you eating, reading, loving? And we cannot not do that because I want to compare it to what you were loving and reading and eating last time. So Uh what is your favorite snack and book and loving? Okay. Popcorn. (gasps) That was it last time. It's always and forever. I think I kind of said I eat it every day. There's a a day does not go by that. I'm not eating popcorn. I love it. You're consistent. I like it. Consistent popcorn. And I'm really into Coke Zero. So I don't know if that counts for the eating, but I'm consuming a lot of Coke Zero. Well, you still got a baby. So you're (laughs) fighting those tired days. So I get it. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Reading, I am also kind of just consuming everything. Um, But I will say that I just picked up a middle grade book. Maybe you've heard of this. It's called the mysterious Benedict society. And it's a little bit of Harry Potter, a little bit of like lemony snicket. Okay. Fortune events like put together. And I just picked it up. I mean, it's been out for a long time and it's a series and I just picked it up because I was like, I've heard a lot about it. I want an easy read and it's quirky, but I like it, but I like it. 
Okay. I like quirky. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what are you loving these days? Loving. I mean, I'm really loving that after bedtime time with my husband and we have been consuming a lot of television, which again, I'm like, there's seasons <laughs> There <laughs> are for the non TV connection, but man, we've been watching cheer season two. Oh, and just, I think really enjoying all the t- new TV that's out. So that's go. really fun. Good. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited about your new book and who would have thought two years ago when we talked that your book would be out and coming out this spring and it's going to be great. And I can't wait for, to get my hands on it and oh, for my you. listeners to hear about it. So thanks so much for coming on the show today. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for joining me for today's show. For more encouragement, hop on over to Instagram at Friends of a Feather Podcast. I would love for you to send me a direct message and say hi. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Remember, we are all Friends of a Feather, so let's stick together. Have a great week, and I'll see you next time. Bye, friends.